Nelson Mandela Foundation is here and I have Mr. Tabo Sepuma, the head of donor relations and fundraising at the organization. Tabo, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to SFM. Thank you for being here. Um, good evening, Sangeza, to uh, good evening to, to you, Sangeza, and the listeners of SAFM, and uh, thank you for inviting us. Certainly is good to be here, and of course, I saw you dancing on the floor earlier on at this <laughs> event. Tell us how you're feeling right now, how I have just taken you out of your party for an interview with SAFM. I'm glad that you have made that confession that you've taken me out uh, from the dancing floor. Um, um, but <clears throat> I think we are here today um, because of the one of the key partners that we collaborate uh, with, uh, which is MSC. Um, the Nelson Mandela Foundation, we have a very good relationship uh, with the uh, MSC where we look into uh, this relationship about collaboration and trust in looking at some of the social issues that the community are facing. Uh, in particular, looking at one of the key focus area that uh, this year we're looking at as the foundation is around uh, climate uh, crisis in the country, as you know. Mm. Um, but a few months ago, um, one of our province, which is K KZN, has experienced some flooding. Uh, so with MSC, we collaborated and really bringing um, some relief to the community of KZN, but also we continue to collaborate and partner um, uh, with MSC to bring the annual lecture, the 20th um, uh, Nelson Mandela annual lecture uh, in KZN, which will be focusing on climate change um, and will be bringing one of the global uh, renewed speaker, which is the prime minister of Barbados, uh, Mia Amo uh, Motley, um, who's well respected in, in this issue. And for us, um, this partnership is not looking at that far-fetched um, Western um, climate change kind of uh, focus, but it's looking at the community that we live in. What is it that as the community could do to prevent certain things? Uh, and what is it that we could do if we could look at climate change, one of the impact in the global South that it causes its food security. And that led us as the foundation with the support of the lack of MSC, old mutuals, um, racket and the likes where we're starting to look at planting about 1 million trees. Um, we are aiming to plant about 1 million trees um, uh, between uh, the 18th of July this year and the 18th of July. Uh, How far are you? Because you're, uh, <laughs> you're, you're nearly halfway. Yeah, we, we're nearly halfway. Um, I think um, I don't have the numbers, but I think we're doing very well. We've got a number of corporate coming on board, supporting the, the initiatives. And uh, this is the call again to um, any corporate that are listening or even uh, community, because for us, the intention is let's go and plant indigenous trees and also fruit trees in the community that we live. Because if we do that, I'm sure when you and I, we grew up in the schools that we have, we had some mango trees there and all that. It ended up saving us, one, with the shades, two, helping with the uh, soil erosion when it's raining, three, I mean, it's fruit, right? So we're moving towards that, but also looking at one of the components, say, when we go to this community to try to help and assist in particular in the food security, we realize that when we, you know, we get to a community that don't have food and we bring food parcel. 
um, yes, it's, it's good enough to assist them for a day or two, mm. but is it sustainable? So we started to change and come up with a model and say, can we start to look at having a food security kind of program where we have food gardening or community gardening when we go to the community, assist the community. It could be uh, organized community. It could be an, an e local ECD where we assist them in terms of uh, you know, starting their own uh, community gardening um, project. Uh, we assist them with the training, how you know, to plant those seeds, but also provide the seedling so that they keep able to uh, you know, um, run this uh, program and able to, to use some of the, uh, <clears throat> the, the, the food or the, the, the fruits that they plant there to, you know, to, to sell in the community, they start to have an income. So that is sustainable. So this is the kind of partnership that I'm talking about with MSC, where we're looking at key social issues in the community that we can come in to try to assist the community to build a better community for all. You know, when you mention forestry and you mention agriculture, I, I absolutely cannot resist this temptation to say this. And I know my family is listening and I know I'm going to get um, probably the bigger piece at the next dinner table. My late fathers, Zolama Betre and Kolama Betre, respectively, one was involved in agriculture and one was in forestry. So when you mention fruit in schools, while I didn't have fruit in schools, I had fruit in my garden at home. Let me tell you, peaches, mm -hmm. pears, grapes, apples, nectarines, plums, six deciduous fruits. December was the apricots as well. December was the best time for me to be in, in Sada. Passed away 2004, things were never the same. Rx Kola was in the Mkanduli region in forestry, making sure that mm. we had a green planet. I don't think, honestly speaking, though, that we appreciate the value of trees in our society as much as we should. Mia Motley, COP26 last year, she lambasted the developed world about its indifference in terms of how it engages trade and engages manufacturing and mass production at the expense of typical island states, Barbados, the Maldives. These, because mm. of the rising water levels owing to global warming, become the next challenge, or not next challenge, sorry, what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is these are threatened Correct. civilizations. The Marshall yeah. Islands, yeah. 20, 30 years from now, we'll be talking a very different story about that. There needs to be a change in terms of global behavior, conglomerates in particular. How then do you anticipate her speech to incorporate parts of her activism last year, but also to drive this very critical message home and the value of planting trees as Wangari Mathai would have wanted us from Kenya? Well, I, I think it's, it's coming at the right time, uh, in particular in South Africa. If you look at KZN, I mean, KZN, uh, the province, it's one of the uh, provinces that is starting, trying to come up with a very good uh, policy um, around climate change. And having such kind of dialogue and discussion with some of the experts and looking at the real practical issues, this could assist even the government to set the policies that will able to respond to, to the needs. But to come to your point, you know, it, it's, it's unfortunate that as the society today, and I wanna personalize and bring it to an individual level, that we, we don't understand the importance of greening in our community. You know, having trees around you, if I could use a, a simple example, would be if there could be wind, 
in that particular community that you live in and you don't have as much trees, definitely you're gonna have a disaster. You're gonna have a storm because trees also help you to kind of reduce the speed of the, of the wind. But two, trees, they also help us in terms of really um, assisting with the oxygen, right? So those are the little basic things that if we start to educate and raise awareness with our community that will assist. But again, it become a call to, to, to the, the big corporate, um, you know, as they build this beautiful malls uh, and, and uh, high skyrocketing uh, buildings in, in our community, in our city, not to forget um, the, the environment. So it is, our, it is a call and we hope that out of that lecture, there will be a lot of debate and mind shifting, but also for mm -hmm. us from the foundation to come up with a program that will run for the next 12 months, addressing the issue of climate crisis in our country. I certainly don't doubt that Prime Minister Mia Motley will come out guns blazing. She it's was guns fire. blazing this time oh. last year. Let's take a call from one of our listeners who normally comes out guns blazing. Aisha in Uppington, good evening. Thank you so much for calling. Yes, uh, good evening. I disagree with your guest. Now, I am aware that there is a large amount of money available for the COP27 and that the Amazonian people are trying to get it for trees. Now, I'd like to inform your guest that we are in the grassland biome. And yes, we must take care of climate change and he must focus on grasslands and not, not on planting trees. And the international agenda uh, and that money must be broken up into the different regions according to the environment. That's what I want to say. Thank you. Thank you, Aisha. Well, Tabo, you heard that. I told you our guests come, I mean, our listeners from time to time come guns blazing. She's holding to your account to respond. No, Aisha, no, we really appreciate this um, um, uh, form of engagement. Um, and I think uh, um, without um, really the, uh, uh, not uh, all disputing what you said, I think for us, our focus, I think if we are not intentional in our focus, um, in our program, and we try to do everything and anything for everyone, uh, we weren't able to do that. And I think I should just correct you. And we, on the Amazon, um, uh, we, we didn't raise any issue in particular. And so it's, a, it's a big issue. What we were raising, and I think so we, what we were emphasizing was say, you know, if we don't look after our forest um, uh, in the Amazon very soon in the next uh, 20 to 30 years, we wouldn't have the so-called the Amazon. Mm. So, and, and that we need to really protect the little that we have so that, you know, um, we, we protect our environment and uh, kind of really prevent some of this uh, huge crisis that we are seeing in our, uh, in our uh, societies. Let's talk about food security, because I think that was a, a very important point to which you made reference to. Don't forget to mention figs. So my father also had figs in his garden. So that's seven fruits we had in December. Mm. Thank you so much, Sisi. Subsistence farming, just a four by four, the value of that in a home. We obviously will always refer to COVID now for quite some time in yeah. terms of the damage it has done to livelihoods. Precisely because of that, 
and the issues before that are now that much more pronounced in terms of social insecurity in this country and the lack of access to food, not just in the Tigray region, South Africans are threatened. The value of just planting spinach and cabbage and trading with your neighbor who's planted something else, can we revive rural communities like that? Is it possible? I know space is a challenge, but there are ways around these things. Um, you're spot on. Um, I, I mean, in not all areas, the, um, the land is an issue, but that's a way of doing this, even in the um, urban area where you could do the, the, the planting. But one thing that we also find out, in particular when we go to um, the, uh, the township and the, 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 the most disadvantaged community, water is one of the biggest issues that we also came to, to, to face, but we're trying to address those issues where we assist the community uh, with boreholes and uh, Jojo tanks and the likes. But I agree with you. I'm from Limpopo. Come December, come to N1, you'll see all of us, we're driving there because you know when you're there, they said it's a, the land of milk and honey because you had all the fruits and the, uh, um, um, and, and the tree fruits there. Um, so I think it's doable. And we need to go back um, as the community because go back to our roots. No pun intended. No pun intended. We need to go back because food security is a real thing. Um, you know, we produce so many, so much food in the country, but not so many people, um, our people, um, get access to that due to that um, challenge of um, inequality and poverty. So we call upon the community to join hands let's revive community gardening um and uh, i think if we do that um we will really alleviate um certain percentage of poverty in our community but also create opportunity for um those communities that um running their food gardens to sell those produce uh to make some income and it becomes sustainable mr tabosa puma head of donor relations and fundraising at the nelson mandela foundation Thank you so much for your time. And we certainly do want a figure and almost a running account as to the progress of the 1 million trees by 18 of July, 2023, which is this year's theme of the Nelson Mandela Foundation. And of course it comes to its pinnacle in a couple of weeks from now in KwaZulu-Natal when the prime minister of Barbados, Prime Minister Maya Motley is in conversation delivering the annual lecture and you can expect some fireworks and bombs on climate change in a region in this country that was threatened earlier on this year by exactly that knowing that the floods took place. But certainly we are a partner always ready and available to canvas such very important socio-economic conversations. Flegas, good night. Our listeners at home, thank you for your audience, your participation and your time. Khonani Kamnandi, thanks of course to Amanda. And news now is with Amanda Machaga. Good night, everybody.